see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the low day, but so it's fine. They have each other's bags and today is finally done. In a row of bedding in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the library where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Well, welcome to another episode of In the Stacks with Barry and Latoya. Yeah. So, um, if you hear anything odd on my end, I'm having some YooHoo on the rocks. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> got in a little. I don't know if you could hear it there. Yep. But, uh, yeah. I uh, I stopped by the grocery store on the way home this afternoon. Had to get some uh, more YooHoo, and I just was going to get one out of the fridge because I normally have a YooHoo while we're recording, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was warm. So I didn't Ooh. want warm you who. Yeah, so no. I put in a glass with some ice, and now I feel all fancy. Well, I think it's hilarious though that your your drink of choice is you who. So. Well, and when I was at the grocery store today, the 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 lady who was uh, like checking me out, right? When she got to the you thing, she like she slides it across, and this is very unprofessional to me, mm -hmm. right? But she says you who really. Are you serious? Oh my god! <laughs> and so I, I said, yeah. I said, you know, this is like a drink of choice right now. I said, sometimes at the end of the day, you just gotta kick back. You. Okay. Yeah. I think you're gonna have to take off your headset or something because it's starting to do that weird thing. So hopefully, there's not much in the way of feedback. All right. So you want to take it off now? This painful thing. Yes. Go ahead and take it off. I sent you a new one yesterday in the mail because I ordered um two new ones one for me one for you so it shipped it to me obviously and then i shipped it to you yesterday so you'll then be using the very same one um that i am currently using because i switched to a new one today so, so you stop using the terrible painful one too no no i had the the terrible painful one the one you have is the replacement for it but the newer generations of it is not as good as the old generation clearly because you're having the same audio issue as i had had with it i just thought well maybe it's just a compatibility issue um so i have the, your replacement is like the one you have but it is two it's two earpieces not just the one it's for two-eared people yes it is for two-eared people <laughs> <laughs> so so yes um yeah i'm like so tired today it's not even funny like when you said oh let's record early i'm like oh thank god because i it's been a crazy week but it started on i think it was what maybe saturday night sunday morning saturday night i don't well no just saturday i well, i had to come into the office to work on saturday and generally speaking i don't like to work on the weekends because you know i'm like i'm gonna work monday through friday and then the weekend you work at home right yeah 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 but i'm saying like i don't want to go in the office well because i'm in the office just like, oh, i had to come in the office today yeah, but I'm in here for like 12 plus hours sometimes. So, you know, it's like I, I almost live in the office. And so on right. the weekends, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to go into the office. And usually I, you know, still manage to break down and 
come in at least one day out of the weekend. So my rule is that as long as I have at least one day that's completely free, it's fine. So on Saturday, I decided that I'd, um, I got this, I bought a coupon for, I think it was the um, Starbucks double shot energy drink. And I'll preface this by saying that I just don't drink energy drinks. I don't want to get addicted to any of them or, you know, I'm concerned about the long-term effects if I made it a more regular habit. Right. So I drank it Saturday morning and I was up for 20 hours straight. I could not sleep. So I worked all of Saturday, um, <laughs> Saturday in the office and then into about 830 uh, Sunday morning. And wow. yeah, I mean, it was insane. And then I, my grandmother was staying with me this past weekend. So rather than go to sleep at 830 in the morning on Sunday, I made breakfast first. And then I was in bed, I think asleep by maybe 1030 a.m. But I had to wake up two hours later um, because I had to get ready for well, uh, Kay had not come home yet. And then Sunday is our D&D day. So yeah, I got two hours of sleep uh, Sunday. And then, um, of course, by Sunday night, of course, I had to crash. But I am, I think I'm still feeling some of the effects of it. Well, you know, the one time I had one, uh, it was strange. I, I felt like I was going to die. Mm hmm. Uh, so, I mean, and it crept up on me, like initially I was drinking it. I was like, oh, this is, this is not a big deal. I can, I can handle this. And I mean, this thing was in like, it's like a 15 ounce can. So it's not even a regular Coke can. It's taller. And, you know, I'm like, okay. And, and it does say on the can that it is an individual serving. So the intention is to drink all of it in one go. But I just did not think that I was going to be up wired for 20 hours. And yeah, I mean, it, when it hit, it hit hard and it was great because I like had the sense of clarity when I was working and I got to do all this stuff, but I, I, yeah, I can't ever do that again. So I'm like, if they could sell that in maybe a smaller package or, <laughs> or something, you know, like if it could literally be a shot, then that would be great. But right. to drink it that way, I will never do that again. So hmm. yeah, I'm tired now. Yeah, you you reached that crash stage. Yes. Well, and well, okay. See, I have bad sleeping habits in general. Anyway, I tend to be more of a night owl. So even though I work during the day, the morning and the day, that's not my sweet spot. I don't like. I'm not a morning person. I don't like to be in the office in the mornings. I prefer coming in maybe around eleven or so, if not later, and then working later into the day. But I realize that obviously I support clients who have more of a regular nine to five, and that maybe it's better that I do a nine to five ish kind of day. So right. the compromise is that I'm technically in the office by 11, but I've started doing stuff as of like nine o'clock. Um, but I, because I'm still wired to be a night person when I'm finished from the office, I still end up staying up longer. So yesterday uh, jumping ahead to what we saw, uh, I saw a movie with um, what is the, Oh, Gwen and my mom 
we uh Gwen brought a movie over to my mom's house we saw hidden figures I saw it in the theaters and and Gwen owns it so she brought it over to mom's house mom and dad's house and we watched that great time came home you know and by the time I got home because we didn't start the movie until like eight um we, I came home and and I've been really into watching I think I mentioned last week or, or so that I love watching documentaries so the series I'm watching right now on PBS is American Experience and so I decided yesterday I don't know why at 11 o'clock that I would watch an episode well the episode was like two hours and so yeah it, it was on a one on RFK and I thought, okay, well, I'll just watch half of it and then go right. to sleep. You know, that never happens. I mean, you know, so yeah, I did not go to sleep. I don't think I was sleeping until close to two, maybe this morning. So having to be up at now, <laughs> I'm trying to get up at 730. That's not consistently happening. So I'm up by 830, but I still don't have enough sleep. So I'm, I'm just tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. Um, yeah, well, you know, yeah, because you started school this week, right? Like officially. Yeah, yeah we went to, um, we went back for pre-planning, you know, starting uh, last Thursday. Um, but Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week, we had meetings and things to go to and all. And then um, the kids came back today. Mm -hmm. um, That's why you needed the Yoohoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I got up at five thirty this morning because you know I had to make sure I was there like extra early to get stuff. Oh, did you have the like preschool jitters like you would as a student? Does that um, translate the same? I was nervous um, last night, but um, when I got up this morning, I mean, I, once I got to school, I was fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have uh, two American literature classes this semester. And then one where I'm teaching like repeat ninth grade literature students. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, that's actually my largest class. Um, and, uh, that's, that's so sad. But then again, you did talk about the fact that it is a rural area. And so. Well, a lot of kids, they have a lot of trouble in ninth grade because they, they're on a year long system in middle school and elementary school. And so when they transition to high school and we're on a semester system and a lot of them have a lot of trouble, they're used to being able to kind of coast until like that last quarter of the year. And then they kind of turn it on and try to get their grades up. Right. And the problem is, is that, you know, by December, your class is over. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so, you know, they, they don't realize, Oh wait, you know, they feel like they should have more time and it's like, no, nope, no, nope, sorry, you failed. Um, so, you know, it's just a transition for them to get used to that semester time, you know? Um, plus, you know, a lot of people, they just have a tough time transitioning to high school in general. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, a lot of kids have difficulty with that freshman year. Yeah. And I think, I, I guess you could say the same also goes for freshman year of, of college for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There is that difficult transition. I know for me, it wasn't so much a difficult transition. I was, you know, I was just excited to be out of the house, like out from under my parents for the first time. And right. I had a relatively strict upbringing. So I just went buck wild freshman year. 
um, just in terms of I stayed out as long as I wanted to, I did whatever. And, you know, of course, my grades did affect or reflect uh, that, that decision. But uh, yeah, I, I can so I can totally understand why there would maybe be an issue there with the transitioning from middle school to high school. Yeah. So, I mean, today went pretty well. Um, you know, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I got to go back tomorrow. Um, <laughs> well, of course yeah. you do. Yeah. Then I get the weekend off. So. Yes. And so, you, so what is it by Monday drop ad is for, for high school that ends by then the shuffling would have mostly ended. Um, no, it'll go on for a little while longer. Cause there are, there are some kids like on Thursday and Friday of this week that like, I had like nine absences in my fourth block. Mm-hmm. Um, so some kids they're like, ah, I just come on Monday, you know? And so, oh, yeah, that's true. Monday well, because is, of the starting it on a weird day of the week, but yeah, got it. Yeah. But I mean, even if you started it on Monday, sometimes the kids don't come till like the next week or something, <laughs> right? because what they're, they're, they'll be like, oh, you know, they're not going to do anything that first week anyway. Oh right? my gosh. So, you know, I was such a nerd. I had to be there all the time whenever it yeah. was, you know, whenever <laughs> the doors were open kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so my first day, I mean, I always, you know, go through the little PowerPoint of, you know, my class rules and all that kind of stuff. And who, who am I and that kind of stuff, which I have like a kick-ass uh, PowerPoint. I was going to ask you that. I want to um, see that PowerPoint. Is like, oh, yeah. does, it, does it hype up like your pulp side of things or nah, know, but, so much cooler than a regular teacher? <laughs> well, I mean, that's just obvious. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, I was um, – I, I, I've been tweaking it this year. I've watched, I've looked at my own PowerPoint like a hundred times, mm-hmm. right? Cause I'm always like tweaking it and all that kind of stuff. And, um, kids just, they just don't appreciate it. Right. But, uh, and so I did the well, PowerPoint. Cause you need to like do something that's not just a traditional PowerPoint. You should do like animated stuff and they, then they would think it'd be pretty cool. Nah, they wouldn't, but, um, but it, it's a really cool PowerPoint. It's got okay. in it. Um, it's got what? Prince is in my PowerPoint. Okay, okay. Oh, I've so got some is stuff he with actually like, in it, or do you have like background music or something? Well, no, there's like a picture of him on one. Okay, of the, okay. I've got uh, you know, like I make I have things about Riverdale and Star Trek Discovery and American Horror Story and cool. Uh, so there's stuff in there that they can relate to because I would not be surprised if somebody said who is that guy referring to Prince and not knowing. Yeah, him. nobody said that, but a lot of them were like, you know, oh, oh, Riverdale's fine, you know. Right, right. But um, so then after that, I had them do this like icebreaker activity um, that I do every year. It's called uh, a day in my shoes. Mm-hmm. I give them this little like graphic organizer, which is like a fancy word for like a worksheet. Yeah. <laughs> and it has, a, it has a shoe on it. Right. And so they pair up. And so like if you and I were working together, then you would start by telling me what is a day in your life like. Right. Okay. Tell me, you know, all the little things that you do and about your family and all that kind of stuff. And I make little notes inside my shoe, right? Mm-hmm. Then after I a few, I would kick minutes, you with my shoe, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Then in a few minutes after we we switch, and I tell you all about my life, right? Right. It's in your little shoe. Then we flip over our papers, right? Mm-hmm. And you write a paragraph about what Barry's life is like, right? And I write a paragraph about what Latoya's life is like. Okay. Right? And then we turn those in, right? And of course, some people want to color their shoes. So I let them color their shoes. <laughs> and um, 
But, it's like, are we in kindergarten? Oh my gosh. Oh, they love to color. They love to color. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, not only does it give them an opportunity to kind of get to know somebody, but I can then take that and look at their, it's called a formative assessment, right? Which means they don't get a grade for it. But I look at their paragraph that they wrote. It gives me an idea about their level of writing. Right, right. Right. So I give them this thing that, you know, on the surface just seems like a little fun fluff thing, right? Mm -hmm. But I use it to say, oh man, Latoya is going to need a lot of extra help. She cannot write a damn, right? Yes. And, you know, and then maybe somebody will turn in something and I'm like, oh my God right? This is just awesome, right? That, mm -hmm. that didn't happen today, but it's possible, right? Okay, okay. So it's, it's just that kind of thing. So that's what we did in class today. Um, but mostly it was just kind of a get to know you. But then tomorrow I actually start teaching them about magnet summaries. And my American Lit class has to take like a literary devices pre-assessment and that kind of stuff. Okay. So you don't teach any like AP classes or anything like that? Now, I went for AP training this summer. Mm -hmm. but now, we don't have any AP um, English courses this semester. Um, we're going to uh, bring that out uh, starting next year. Um, so, yeah, but all of the English department, the entire English department was sent for AP training this summer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, that's why I was up in Athens. Yeah, I remember taking AP. Uh, it was AP English. Yeah, it was AP English. That yeah. was fun. I did enjoy that. It, it certainly was a lot more challenging. Yeah. And, um, you know, we have, we have some dual enrollment kids. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the big thing. And for the last few years, they were really pushing dual enrollment. But now they, they've changed a lot of how that works through the state legislature. And okay. so it's a lot more expensive for kids. Um, and so now we're kind of moving back towards the AP. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause I'm assuming dual enrollment was more of college and high school versus yeah. AP just being per, just the high school side yeah, of things. AP is, is a high school class that's taught like a college class. Right. And then at the end of the course, they can take an AP exam that would let them get a college credit for it. Mm -hmm. um, whereas dual enrollment is their high school students, but they're taking a college course. Right. Right. And okay. so the way that it was working is that they were able to do that for free. But now the legislature has basically kind of gotten rid of most of that. And mm -hmm. so now if you wanted to do dual enrollment, you would pay for that college class. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, so a lot of our kids, they can't afford that. Well, of course not. And I mean, with I think I saw something recently that said co the cost of college over the course of the last decade or something has increased by like 150 or so percent. And I'm like, you know, that that is just insane. Because, yeah, it, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, and for me, I also tie in the whole student loan side of things and how that's, you know, I feel like, it's absolutely predatory and you know granted i i had better sense than to take out as much as i did but i did not uh exercise that and you know for me it was during the period where i had just gone through a divorce so i was like oh i'm gonna just treat myself as if you know the the, the student loan was like financially what the spouse was supposed to be mm. so, 
<laughs> so, so yeah, so I'm still paying for that all these years later, but I, I do think, or I do wish it was more difficult to get student loans. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it, it, it's so super easy. You fill out something, you sign a couple of things and you're done and then boom, they give you all this money. So. Yeah. I mean, I remember, um, I remember filling out forms and saying, I need, you know, X amount of money mm -hmm. and them saying, well, you could actually get all of this. Yep. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, okay. I, I need 10,000. Really? We'll give you 40. Oh, yep. And yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And in my case, I was like, I'll just go ahead and take everything. Cause to me, I never thought of student loan debt as like real debt, you know, like it's the good kind of debt. So, right. So I'm like, you know, sure, I'll just take out all this money and live on it and do whatever I wanted with it. Because, yeah, it just looking back on it now. And it's funny because I still kind of don't look at it as real debt. I think of it as the kind of debt where I'm like, oh, it's going to be around forever. So I don't really think about it because <laughs> I still owe so much. Um, but but yeah, I if, if I had it all to do over again, that would be the one thing I would have definitely changed going about being in college because I mean I had hope for all all of my undergrad and yeah. I you know of course they don't have that kind of stuff or real uh, tuition assistance when you do your master's so it was when I did my you know I did two masters and during that time took out an ungodly amount of money and you know here I am later looking at my very, very expensive pieces of paper on the wall. <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, I remember when you kept like going back to school. Yes. Or paying on your past ones. So. Well, I mean, and you know, like for me, there are people who are like, oh my God, you have two, two masters. That's so great. And I'm like, no, my reasoning behind getting them was not great. It was, you know, I had no personal life. And so it's like, I need to do something productive with myself. And that was what I did. You know, I didn't have this, honestly didn't have this driving need to, to be higher educated in, in terms of in the traditional sense of going to school. And that's why I never got a PhD. I just, there was nothing I was in love with. And I've always said, if, if I was to do a PhD, I would have to be in love with that subject matter. I cared about the thing, the, the masters that I got in adult education and library and information studies, but I was not interested in taking that any further than the master's level. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you were kind of in a similar boat. Do you have any aspirations now of doing a PhD? Because I know you and I were going to do one briefly. Was it from like Aspen University or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it would mean more money for me, but, you know, it would cost me so much money and time and everything. The, to me, really, the only reason I would want a PhD is just so people to have to call me Dr. Barry, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, that's not a reason to go get one. Well, it's funny because, like, one of my clients is, like, he likes to joke with me and say that I can be very egotistical. And I'm like, uh, you know, but I don't, I don't need anyone to call me doctor anything, you know. There are things that I just don't, I don't really value as much as people might assume that I would. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm good with not being Dr. Latoya. So, um, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, yes, I know. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, I went and saw it um, 
this past weekend. And you said that it ended in a way that you thought was interesting, was it? Yeah, and I don't want to give any spoilers for people who haven't seen it. Nobody's uh, watching that movie. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it, it had the largest opening of his career. Uh, yes, I did, I did hear about that. Yeah, and I, I bet you it's going to win some awards, too. Uh, the critics are just going you know, gaga over it. Seriously? Yeah. Um, it, is a, it is a really good movie. Uh, I've never been a Brad Pitt fan. I loved him in this movie. Um, you know, Leo, of course, does a fantastic job. Uh, Al Pacino's in it. He does a good job. Of course. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's so good. I remember, I think, two nights ago or something on Trevor Noah, that was part of his bit, was talking about the um, – oh, he was talking about the debates and how it all, there was so much action that it was like a Tarantino movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this person was shiving this person and killing – you know, it was – so, yeah. yes. I, I mean, I just, I, I love the movie. I've seen it twice in the theater already. Are you uh, serious? I didn't realize you saw it a second time. Yeah, I went and saw it a second time. And um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a reason why you didn't tell me you saw it a second time, but okay. Well, last time I called you, you're like, you know, you're not supposed to call me. We only talk once a week. <laughs> you know, and you really, you really just blew me off. So, I mean, I let yeah. you get what the words out you need to get out, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. and so you know, you just wait for the show. Okay. Uh, so I've, I've, I love the soundtrack. I've been listening to it on Spotify, and um, I, uh, I, I've ordered the CD actually of it. Seriously, and, you loved it that much? Yeah, and I ordered a um, this like pastel poster, movie kind of poster nice. for, for the movie. And um, so I'm going to, like, get some, like, cheap frame, you know, stick it in that, put it on the wall. Um, so how was um, Margot Robbie was in it, right? Yeah, Margot Robbie's in it. and um, Robbie Robbie, sure. Uh, how, I mean, but how well did she do in well, she, I mean, she's, the Sharon Tate character? Yeah, and she's, I mean, she's beautiful in it. Right. Uh, she spends a lot of time in this, like, white miniskirt that's very, very distracting. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. And she's just. Oh, she's but but how about how was her acting? So let's let's. Uh, I want. I was building to that. Okay. I've heard different things about. <laughs> it's kind of weird. All right. Um, when you when you've watched all the trailers, mm-hmm. have you noticed that she barely says anything? Yes. All right. In the movie itself, I don't think she says thirty words. Now, that's not to say that she's just there looking pretty, right? Uh-huh. She's acting. Like, there's this great scene, great scene, where she realizes that this film that she's in is actually showing at this theater across the street from this store that she was shopping at. Mm-hmm. And so she goes over to the theater, and she's like, you know, hey, you know, can I see the movie? I'm in it. Yeah, I, th- I saw that in one of the trailers, yeah. Right, right. And so they, they like, let her come in to see the movie. And um, the whole time she's watching the movie, she's not actually, you know, she's not saying anything. She's by herself. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can read in her facial expressions and her body posture and uh, body language and things. You can read how she's feeling as she watches the film and is reacting to other people reacting to it. Okay. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's very well done. She's not talking to anyone, though. It's just all done with her 
expressions. And Which things. is even more difficult, arguably. Yeah. So, I mean, she's very good in it, but she doesn't really talk much. Okay. Um, and I could, I'm surprised. I haven't seen anybody saying that they think that the film is, you know, sexist or anything, you know, but I do think it's interesting. There's really no major strong female character, which is interesting because Tarantino is, I think, fantastic at having strong female characters. Oh, like um, Bill, that, that. Yeah, Kill Bill, Death Proof. I mean, all of his movies have strong females in them. Okay. And in this one, it really is, you know, the title, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the film is a fairy tale. And once you realize that, then I think a lot of it makes sense the way it is. Okay. And Margot Robbie, I think, represents something as opposed to is a human being, if that makes so sense. So is it to say that she represents the, in the innocence or the veneer of the, the, the fairy tale? or? Yeah, I mean, I think she's that... That, that happy ending type of thing that we all hope for? I mean, I know, yeah, obviously... I think she's that image of Hollywood that we all like to think exists. Right, Okay. Um, you know, that dream world where you can go and become, you know, bigger than life and see your name in the, you know, the marquee and, and all of that. And I think that's what she's meant to represent. And um, so I think that's why they handle her that way. Um, there's, a, there's so many great scenes in the movie, though. I mean, there's so many great lines. Um, it's so good. I mean, me and my summer friends on Facebook were like, you know, you know, so there's this one character, Rick, you know, so, so do you think Rick did it? You know, cause there's this, there's this mystery thing at one part and I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, yeah, we think so, da, 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 you know, and then there's, um, stuff that just goes on with, I mean, I would, I would pay money just to see, um, Leo and Brad Pitt's characters just hanging out. <laughs> I mean, just driving around, you know. From one I mean, they they do on even on the trailer. They seem so comfortable with each other, and yeah, I mean, yeah. I it looked like you know two really cool bros hanging out. <laughs> yes, and there's there's one great there's one great moment in there. I can't give away the details, but where Leo tells Brad Pitt's character, he says, "You know, you are a really good friend," and he's like, "I try," you know, and mm -hmm. in, the, in the context of what just happened. It is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. It's it's a great film. I loved it. Um, you know, you asked me, was it my favorite? Yeah. And and you at, told me I had to wait. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had to wait because, like, for instance, I loved Hateful Eight, right? But then when I rewatched it a couple of times, I was like, yeah, this is good. But I don't, like, seek it out when it's on. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Django Unchained, every time I, if it just happens to be on, I sit down and watch part of it, see where it's at, what's going on, right? And I think Once Upon a Time will be that kind of Tarantino movie for me. Um, so I think it's already at least my second favorite. Nice. Okay. I don't know if it's my favorite over Django Unchained yet or not. I I have to you think gotta let like that let that marinate a little bit longer yeah. for you. But like I told you, it's really the most uplifting of all of Tarantino's movies to me. That's saying a, a lot. <laughs> well, you um, know, his stuff's pretty dark, you know. Yes, exactly. But this actually made me feel. I mean, I I thought it was really sweet. 
So it's saying here on IMD, or it's saying the ratings as far as on IMDb, it's an 8.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is an 84%, and uh, Metacritic is 85%. The movie had a budget of 90 million, apparently. Yeah, maybe and like an opening weekend. Yeah, um, I'm trying to, yeah, I, I go to, to, um, wikipedia to find this kind of stuff so yeah it's saying the box office so they are saying budget is between 90 and 96 million and the box office thus far has only been 55.3 million so yeah, but, but i mean i know it just money. came out so yeah you gotta keep in mind with his movies it's a rated r yeah and it's a slow burn i think with his it it you know people will yeah. continue to see it so but that it, is, it, it yeah. was really great the, the only people i know who have complained about it anything that they complained about. Some people said that it felt long because there's Tarantino. One of the things I admire about him as a director is he is not going to rush anything. Right. You know, sometimes he will have a scene. It just, it just goes on and on, you know, but it's beautifully shot. And it, I mean, there's a, there's a reason for it. And so in this movie, there's a lot of shots. There's a lot of scenes of, you know, Brad Pitt, like driving around. Right. But I mean, <laughs> There's, there's a reason for it. I mean, stuff's happening, but he does drive around a lot. Um, <laughs> but some people, you know, they, they, some people I don't think, and it's not to make, say they're stupid, but some people don't have the patience for great art. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, because some people just don't appreciate that, that part. Right. Of it. So I can understand that. Yeah. And um, then, uh, you know, a lot of people are, a lot of people, some people, you know, are upset about how Bruce Lee is portrayed in the film. And which is just, what is he like more of a caricature or something? Is that, no, no, he's very cocky and okay. he challenges, um, you know, Brad Pitt's character to a, you know, kind of a right. exhibition. You go and, that scene that in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. And so you like Bruce Lee's daughter is like all upset about it. And I knew this guy on Facebook and he's like, Oh, you know, Br you know, Bruce Lee was all actually all about peace. He never would have had that fight and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And but so I, mean, I look, and I found this this thing online mm -hmm. was about this fight that he had with this other kung fu guy in 1964, five years before the film is set. Mm -hmm. And you know, and it was all about how Bruce Lee had challenged every other, you know, kung fu fighter in San Francisco, and all of that happened. And I mean, I think it's just one of those things where one thing I think people are you know look for something to be pissed off about, and. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and people sometimes get – they confuse their view of a person or an event with a fact. Well, because I was going to ask you, is it, it – it, for one, I think people forget this is a movie and they take liberties and yes. stuff. Even if they're portraying a, a person that actually lived, it's not always going to be – if unless it's a biopic or something, it's not meant to be that person exactly. It's to have right. the, the the um essence of that person. And like I said, this movie is a fairy tale. It is not the the real world. Right, right. Um, you know, for, have you seen Inglorious Bastards? No. All right. I haven't seen any Tarantino <clears throat> movie except for Pulp Fiction. <laughs> right, Inglorious Bastards. It's been out for a long time, so right. I don't bad about you know uh ruining this one but at the end of it you know they kill hitler okay 
<laughs> right? So, you know, they lock Hitler up and Hitler and all of his buddies in a movie theater, and they said, don't fire, and they burn them all to death. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not what happened in the real world. Right. Right? It's a movie, right? So um, there are things that happen in this that are not what happened in history. Um. But I mean, that's, that's, and that, yeah, like you said, people need to kind of chill out on this topic because even in watching yesterday, Hidden Figures, I was thinking about, you know, of course it says it's based on true events, but you know, they have to color it. They have to do the Hollywood treatment to it. You know, there has to be these different arcs and all that stuff that probably didn't happen in real life, but they've got to make the story work. So if you're looking to Hollywood to learn, you know, factual stuff about the past or anything, you're probably looking in the wrong place. (laughs) Yeah, Documentary. (laughs) Yeah. It's a movie. It is a fairy tale. It is supposed to, to be something more than it really is. I mean, we know, who wants to go to the movie and watch their own life on the screen, you know, or yeah. just, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to be transported somewhere else. And I mean, I, so. Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, it's not a documentary. Right. Yeah. So I, I am somewhat interested in seeing it. Like if, like if I stumble across it at some point when it hits <laughs> Netflix or something like that I will actually watch it but I, I don't have any you know immediate plans to see it I, I can't wait till it starts streaming and I can watch it whenever I want oh my gosh okay I think the next movie we're going to see is Hobbs and Shaw I guess next week because yeah, I think I it comes out on that. Friday yeah I kind of want to see that I, I haven't seen any of those other movies in that series I, I saw the first one and yeah. I think I watched Tokyo Drift or part of it. So, I mean, I know it's a super, like, I, there's a ton of movies in the series. But I, I was very, and see, I mean, I didn't even see when The Rock or Dwayne Johnson came into the franchise. So I've never seen a movie of him in the Fast and Furious franchise, despite wanting to see the spinoff. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I want to see the spinoff, but uh, I don't really feel a desire to go back and watch the ones I've missed. Well, I'm a little bit curious to watch, you know, to go back and maybe watch them. Kind of like I was saying, you know, I want to go and maybe like do this whole binge of all of the the Bond movies. So I, there is, a, yeah, I do kind of want to see the others, but it, I'm not going to let it get in the way of me seeing this one because I don't think, I, I think I understand enough what their relationship is um, without having to go back and see any of the movies. So. Yeah, I figure in the first five minutes, they'll explain everything I probably need. <laughs> it's like you're all caught up. Yeah. You were mentioning um, that obviously you use Spotify. I have decided that I'm giving uh, Apple Music another try. So they're giving me like this extra one month free membership to decide. Because I've, over the course of some time, watched youtube videos and read different articles with comparing the two services apple music and spotify i've used spotify and i did enjoy using it um as someone who is i feel like i'm still a newbie to using apple music it is not very intuitive and no, some I, of, I used that, that when they first came out with it i did that free trial yeah the three months yep i didn't like it at all well here's the thing and i thought that you know 
I asked Gwen because she uses it and my brother also uses Apple Music. I was asking something basic like, well, how do you save a, a, a radio station? Like, how do you favorite it? She's like, well, you can't. I was like, but that doesn't make any sense. Isn't that kind of one of those, you know, on the first day you would you would be able to tag things that you love? She's like, yeah, no. And not that I didn't believe her, but I didn't believe her, so I Googled it. <laughs> and, and I was, you know, I, I mean, I can spend all day going down into the, the, the bottom of, of Google, but um, yeah, apparently it was a question that was even asked two years ago. And they're like, oh, yeah, no. The way it works is if you find a radio station you like, yeah. the way you save it is you listen to it because then it shows up in your recently played list. But what if I listen to so much other stuff? Yeah, and you can't delete anything because she, like, I think she said she mentioned something and um, a playlist got created for her that she didn't even intend to create and she can't get rid of it. So you can't delete anything. It just like I don't, I don't know. It just feels very archaic, and I'm like, but why? But Apple, for me, Apple is a standard when it comes to music. You know, as far as iTunes and all that, they've been around for so long. Why would they make an app that is just not intuitive? I don't. I like. I liked with Spotify. Like, if I want a, a workout jam or something, they had that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's. <laughs> Apple doesn't. And so as much as I've really been enjoying listening to it, because I've been listening to um, the, what is it, pop from the 90s. So I was just, I was geeking out yesterday and getting so happy while I was sitting in the office working because like Chris Cross came on and Usher's early stuff came on. And I mean, I was just in heaven and like, I felt as though I was transported back to how I felt in the 90s. And I mean, it was just like this really warm kind of feeling and this also mixed with kind of the sadness because I'm like, oh my gosh, that time is gone and it'll never come back, you know? And I'm like, at that time, I didn't really think about it, um, you know, back in the nineties of, of, you know, there, there are so many points in my life where I feel like I should have enjoyed it more or yeah. really been more cognizant of what was happening. <laughs> because right. it's like <laughs> it's not going to come back sometimes you know as you've told me the best of my life is now behind me so, right. so so yeah I'm like oh crap but it was just the best feeling because I was just in so I listened to it in the office I went over to my you know parents house for dinner and a movie so I played it in the car and I was just like, oh, man, you know, remembering where I was when that song came out or, you know, how about how old I was when that song came out. And and then, like I said, always feeling like I'm having a kill moment where it's like, oh, my God, I'm getting old. So. Yeah. <laughs> were you saying something? You just went quiet there. No, I, I laughed. Oh, Okay, well, fine, whatever. So I've been enjoying that part of it um, because right. it, you know, the the way they mix the, like their offerings has been really good as far as you know listening to that radio station and the the you know these songs as they come up they surprise me and again it's just you know a smile comes on my face and generally speaking I don't skip 
many songs but um but yeah every one that they've played except for i think one i'm like okay i i remember that and then one of the ones by Ten Thousand maniacs came up not the one everybody knows it was um another one of their hits but it yeah it was just this really cool feeling so um as and i just wish though that well, for one, I still think that $10 is an awful lot of money every month to pay for a streaming service for music. Um, yeah, but I love it because, I mean, I can, you know, I can use it on my phone and I can use it everywhere. And so no matter where I am, what I'm doing, I can stream all of my music. Right. And that's why ultimately I'm like, okay, let me try uh, Apple Music again because, you know, I live in a complete uh, Apple ecosystem and it works a lot easier with your iphones and stuff like that than spotify would so i have an iphone and spotify works fine well no but i'm saying like it anyway it's it's made for that ecosystem and like in itunes when i find a song that i like i can actually download it or i guess apple music whatever they oh so frustrating um i can actually download the song i mean granted i think that if i stop the subscription they would all go away but um yeah you can download the songs on spotify too i just never do it yeah yeah i remember being able to do that but like for me it's inside the itunes library so you you just like it because it's apple yeah um yeah i'm i guess that must be it (laughs) yes so at the end we'll see we were talking about doing a family plan um because it's only a family plan is 14.99 a month and you can have up to six people under it so it's Mm. like okay but see it you know it requires you to do the family share thing and i have a family share right now that includes myself and my parents i kicked k off of it because k would like you know like with my parents i made sure that they have their like itunes cards on their account so that it never pulls from the one card because you can only have one card and so the primary credit card that's on the account is the one that will get charged if people buy apps or music or whatever so they you know i'm like you guys just need to keep a card on there so that i don't get charged every month for your your i you know your your cloud storage but k would just despite knowing the rules k would still do stupid stuff and like buy fake money you know he'd buy money for poker (laughs) so and so i'd see the stuff cropping up on my you know on my statements i'm like yeah no that's not cool so i just kicked him out of the family share um (laughs) so he could be on his own but you know there are benefits to the family share you know obviously you can share apps and other stuff that you've you know previously purchased But now I'm like, if I do the family plan, I'd want him back on there, you know, so that he could take advantage of, of, of having an Apple music account. Cause I mean, yeah, can, you know, you pay $9.99 for an individual or $14.99 for six, you know, so so we'll see. Um, I, I've not yet decided if I'm in love with Apple music enough to, you know, actually pay for it. And on top of that, pay for the family plan. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, so I need to tell you that I have, um, I had an interesting couple of encounters with some nice Mormon lads. <laughs> I remember we used to have them come all the time to the library. Yeah. And so 
Uh, yesterday, Julian was over. Uh, sorry, T'Challa. T'Challa was here, my son. And um, so we were setting up this board game because he, he's really into buying these like very complicated board games that take like four hours to set up because they have like all these maps. and. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And then we use sometimes we don't even play it because, you know, he gets tired of, you know, he's like after doing the setup. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I have this thing all over my living room floor right now from where he was starting to set it up yesterday. But um, then, you know, there's like all this banging on the front door. Right. We were like looking at each other like, what the hell? Because nobody comes and knocks on my door. Right. Right. And um, so I go to the door and it's just two nice Mormon fellows. And, uh, and they said that, you know, that, hey, you know, and I said, hey. And they're like, you know, is Darius here? And I said, no. And they said, well, our records show that Darius used to be here and that he was interested in having us come by. And that's what I've been here for, you know, about three months. I said, there's no Darius here that I know of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so then they said, well, you know, would you be interested in, in talking to us? And I said, well, sure. But, you know, my son's here, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I like, oh, we don't want to interrupt that. You know, and I said, yeah, we're about to play a board game. And they're like, what board game is it? And I said, it's Civilization. Right. And they're like, really? Like a computer game? And I said, yeah, it's like that, but it's the board game version. <laughs> and um, so they're, you know, well, can we come back? And, um, and I said, yeah, sure. Said, well, when can we come back? I said, well, why don't you come back tomorrow? Right. And that's about the same time. And um, which I think blew their minds. Well, right. yeah, because I'm like, why would you, <laughs> I would assume that you would just kind of brush them off and be like, yeah, no, I'm not interested because you're not yeah. interested. Right. It was like elder somebody and elder somebody. And, <sighs> um, and, and the first thing that popped in my head was like, if I joined them, right, maybe I could be elderberry. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so, <laughs> so this afternoon they came back. Mm-hmm. They came back when I told them to, like 530. And um, so they came and knocked on the door. I said, oh, come on in, right? So, so they step in. They're Were you surprised that you actually invited them in? Well, you know, I told them to come back, so. Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah, you can come back and talk to me on, you know, you can stay outside kind of thing, but okay. Go ahead with yeah, leading so, them on, but continue yeah. with your story. <laughs> so I let them in, let them sit down, you know. And uh, so, of course, they see the board stuff all sitting out, the board game. So most of while they're here, they're just asking me about the game. And, um, but, you know, so they, they asked me, you know, did I, you know, know much about, you know, the Christian faith, blah, blah. And, um, and so I told him I was, I was an agnostic. Right. And I said, I have to admit, I said, most of what I know about the church of Latter-day Saints comes from like popular culture. Yeah. Like South Park. (laughs) And I I told him, I said, I've seen several documentaries on the church. Mm -hmm. I know. So, you know, I don't know how accurate they were right? right and i of course i have also seen a south park episode <laughs> the episode right and they said oh yeah yeah you know there's like a broadway show and everything i said yeah yeah i know that you know those guys did that show mm-hmm. um and i really want to ask them where they were in like the magic underpants and stuff but i didn't do it right? why that's like the perfect they're nice people, right? Yeah, but I mean, you're asking them about their belief system, and you could have been misinformed about the whole magic underwear. So that would have been. Well, I, 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 I think I know a good bit about their faith. I have actually watched documentaries. And- I get it, but I'm, I'm curious to see, as someone who is actually in that faith, who right. practices it, 
if <clears throat> we will acknowledge that, yeah, we believe in magic underwear. Well, so they, you know, Why they- tell me the story? <laughs> yeah, they invited me to come to a service. And, <gasps> and I said, well, you know, I don't know. You mm-hmm. know. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, that I'd have to get up pretty early on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> and, um, but, you know, they asked if they come back by and maybe bring me some, you know, copies of things. And I said, well, you know, I love to read. I said, you're perfectly welcome to drop them off. I said, but I'm not always here at the same times, you know, in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to say sometimes I might be passed out with a yoo-hoo in my hand. Right, right. Or something, right? But, um, so they're nice guys. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll come back by. So you told me this story to do what? Because you didn't ask them the important questions, like, that people actually want to know. I, I guess I just wanted to express to you how lonely my life is. Clearly, I was going to say that, but I felt like that would just be me. <laughs> so. Because, you know, um, I, I posted this thing on Facebook today, you know, where I've reached the point in my life where, like, running errands counts as going out. Yes. <laughs> and because, um, like, today I was like, oh, God, I've been so many places. I went to school, which is work. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> whatever you know and then i had some mormons come and visit me and um <laughs> so i think eventually i'll be like that old man sitting on the porch you mm-hmm. know and you know the jehovah's witnesses are going to come see me every saturday yep and i'll have the mormons come and see me during the week and you know maybe i'll be growing some tomatoes in the yard oh my gosh so, and I mean, I suppose this will make me seem even more just obnoxious, but were they, they were in their classic white and black? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were in their, um, their uniforms, I guess. Uniforms, yeah. They rode their bicycles. I, that's, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They rode their bicycles over. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, wow. That's just, so do you think that in like, in their case that may be part of why they're part of that religion is because they're also looking for something or lonely or just need something to do. Well, I mean, I think everybody's in a religion because they're looking for something. I guess. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's too deep. My, I'm tired. I can't even think about that. No, I can't think about it. So, Oh, go ahead. I, I wanted to, to. I want to get all my stuff in there. I, I'm also continuing to watch Love Island. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, what is this week? The funny thing was, they interrupted me while I was watching the episode I missed from last night. Mm-hmm. So I had it like frozen on my TV. You know. So you like pause the TV for <laughs> Mormons when they visit, but when I encroach on that time, you tell me you need to go. Yeah, it's like when like when a friend calls you. Uh huh. Like, no, I already talked to you once this week. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Fine. But, um, okay, give me this week's update. Yeah, so like last night, which is the episode I watched today, mm-hmm. it was a coupling episode that has just shaken the island to its core. Oh, wow. Okay. Because for a while there, there was not a romantic triangle. There was a quadrangle. Whoa. Because Weston was with this, this girl, and then Kira was with Eric. But then it turned out that uh, Emily, the new girl, she came in and she just shook everything up because now Weston was suddenly all over her. Oh, and Kira, who's bisexual, 
was also into her. Oh my gosh. It turned out that she liked both um, Weston and Kira. And then, like at one point her and Kira were like kissing and making out. And it was just like, it was awesome. That is insane. Well, if they both liked her, then that, anyway, I, yeah, that's just yeah. too much. So, so then in today's episode, right, that I was watching, um, it was like Emily and Weston are together now, right? Mm-hmm. And Kira was kind of jealous because she liked both of them individually, right? And, you know, they're like Emily and Weston were like, you know, to Kira, like, hey, you know, you should nap with us, blah, blah, blah. And um, so one of the other girls was telling Kira, it's like, yeah, they're trying to talk you into like a threesome or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, I swear to these 20 something year olds. Okay. Yeah, this show, this show is awesome. So I've been like, uh, telling people about it. And so, like, well, my work friend texted me uh, last night. Uh, I think it was the night before last. And here she was, she was like, you know, um, so I'm watching this Love Island thing while I wait for NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I know. Who is Weston going to be with? I just don't know. Oh, my gosh. Of course, you know, she didn't respond to that. <laughs> That is just, I, I, I think it's hilarious. I mean, the fact that, because, you know, the Barry I know wouldn't yeah. be watching this kind of TV. Like, the, as, as um, it, you would go as far as, of course, Big Brother. But these more salacious shows, you wouldn't have had any time for this mess in the past. But now you're like, oh, this is like, this is like your crack. You got to have your Love Island. And, well, you know, it, and I don't think there'll be a Love Island, too, because apparently the ratings suck. <laughs> I think the only person watching it is me, right? Um, Maybe. I've seen them mention it in other, like, I think it was on Colbert or even Trevor Noah at some point, but it was just well, a part I downloaded of the, the app, right, so I can vote and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, last night I voted in, like, who was who the best couple on the island, you know, and I guess whoever's at the bottom will probably get kicked off again, you know? Okay. <laughs> but... It, it's weird though because there's like there's people on the island that I really like because there's like Zach and um, his girlfriend and they're like so sweet, mm-hmm. but they're boring, right? Because they're like in love and stuff and they're not doing anything. They're just like, <laughs> sweet, right? Like then, love is boring, blah. <laughs> yeah. Then you got like all these hot, you know, like bisexual chicks, Frenching and stuff, and it's like these are terrible people. <laughs> but I can't stop watching. But, you know that's why I'm watching, right? <laughs> For this kind of thing. So I'm like, do I want to vote out the really sweet people who have actually found true love? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to vote out these awful people who are so, so sexy? Oh, right? my gosh. And it's these kinds of moral dilemmas that I think, you know, bear discussion. Absolutely. I think that this is, this is the kind of conversation that they're trying to spark with this kind of television programming. I'm sure that's what it is. So... You finished now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm done now. So last week you had mentioned you'd sent me a, a, a link about Disney Plus and Hulu. And I think you said, oh, we could talk about it on the show. Because I think it must have happened after you'd like called and was all excited about Tarantino and I dismissed you. And then when I was excited about this, you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about it now. Yeah. So, no, what it was is you sent me a message sent to an email. Mm-hmm. Well, I was driving. Right. Right, but I mean, so I, I called you, you to stop and look at the email right then. Well, exactly, and I wasn't going to stop. Right, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it, an email it could be important. Mm-hmm. It's important enough that you sent it to me and told me you had sent it. 
right? Well, I said I, I did that only so, because you might not check that box very often. So, so I mm-hmm. foolishly, right, mm-hmm. told you to find out what was so important. Mm-hmm. And of course, it turned out not to be important. And um, it was, <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> sure. So you like just dismiss me? Okay. Mm-hmm. You act like this is new. You've known me how long? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, this Disney Plus thing. Yeah, it's going to be available through Hulu. Now, it'll still be its own service. Right. But you could get it through Hulu for like $7 a month. So, like, like for instance, I get, I have some things like separate from Amazon Prime just because of the way I signed up for them. Mm-hmm. But then, through Amazon Prime, Prime Video, I can, that's where I have my CBS All Access, through there. Okay. And my BritBox is through there. Right. Oh, so you do do BritBox. I was considering doing it. I haven't um, pulled the trigger on that yet because there's yeah. quite a few British stuff that I'm like, I want to see, and I would think it'd be on it, but it's not. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I watch one thing on BritBox. So you pay for BritBox for one thing? I got it so that I would be able to watch the um, – Renata Sherlock Holmes series whenever I want. You know, that's the one with Jeremy Brad as Sherlock Holmes. Oh, no, I didn't. Mm-mm. Yeah, I made you watch them, Latoya, years ago. Did you really? So it's with me, yes. They mu- I don't remember. We watched the, the Red-Headed League together. We watched a couple of others, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> I'm getting old. I'm almost right. 40. So... <laughs> You can get Marvel Plus through Hulu um, if you choose to do that. Um, Marvel Plus or Disney Plus? That way or if I'll have it separate. Some things I just like having separate. You meant Disney Plus, not Marvel Plus. Well, yeah, same thing. Same thing, yeah. But I, so I don't have Hulu as a streaming service. I've not, there's no reason. Like, I can't think of anything that, you know, I guess right now. Huh? There's tons of stuff on Hulu. Well, I mean, so like, I know, what is it? Handmaiden's Tale is the big thing on Hulu? Yeah, and I watched uh, Light as a Feather season one, which is one of their original. And programs. so, yeah, and I'm like, you know, I, I, there's not been anything that I'm like, oh, I have to see because a lot of the stuff that Hulu gets because I subscribe to traditional cable, um, I still have access to. So I'm like, I don't need to wait a day or whatever, however long it takes now for Hulu to get it after it's been it's aired because i have all you know the access to all of xfinity stuff so i and our family's just never really never had a need for it so you know we share netflix and you know i i am concerned for netflix with all these these things about to happen especially with disney having their own and there's so many other um networks that are wanting to do streaming that it will basically gut <laughs> Netflix. However, they, they have some really great original content. So, you know, I don't know, yeah. but I, I, I am going to do Disney plus. I won't do it as an add on to Hulu. Cause again, I still don't have anything that I want. T'Challa probably watches Hulu more than anything. Which is so weird to me. I've never, I don't know of anyone who does that. Every, you know, the other people I talk to is, yeah, Netflix, Netflix. Um, yeah, I, mean, he, I do. He, through... he binges, um, you know, he binge watches American Dad, Family Guy. Right, yeah, you'd mentioned that. With the 9-9 on it. Um, I watch lots of shows on it. And, and the Orville, which is one of my favorite shows, 
it's leaving Fox and going Hulu exclusive. Oh, so they picked them up. So basically Fox canceled it and they're getting picked up. Well, I don't know. Seth MacFarlane says they were not canceled. They had Never. They were canceled. Because <laughs> that's what happens. Why would Hulu take over a primetime show or, you know, a regular cable show and it not be because they're, you know, they're getting rid of it? Because I thought that I'd heard chatter that they weren't even planning on continuing that show. I mean, Fox had already announced that it was picked up for season three. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still not buying it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm thrilled, though, because, I mean, I, I watch Hulu anyway, and um, I have Fox now, but I really only had it because I was watching the Orville on it, so now maybe I can get rid of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I have – it's so weird to me. It feels weird because it's, like, um, on Amazon, I think I subscribe only to one channel um, at this point, and it's PBS um, through through um, – through Amazon and it's because like the other PBS app, the one that's like from, from um, the one that I get for donating to PBS, <laughs> it's not the same. Like you don't have all the same content. So you end up with more stuff on the one you pay for through Amazon versus right. the free one or the, you know, whatever. Um, Yes. So I do pay for PBS because I do like period pieces. Um, but I don't know how much longer I will only because I don't, I have not been watching it recently because I even got an email from, from Amazon or something saying, are you still watching? <laughs> so, so I'm like, yeah, I watched all the stuff I wanted to see on there. And right. you know, because of the type of, um, app it is or type of network it is it's not like they're going to be having new content all the time you know it's just i i like watching masterpiece on on there and that's about the extent of it um i do watch stuff that comes on on um pbs like um victoria and pole dark and stuff like that and i think that's kind of the reason why i decided to keep it is because even though I can find the stuff on online for free, I like to watch television actually on the TV and it's easier to do it through an app than it is to try and find a way to do it via the internet. So like for me, I would have to hook up my, my um, iPad or my computer to the TV to kind of get that same experience. I'm like, that's too many extra steps. I just want to pick up the remote and go. So I pay for the convenience of not having to hook up my computer. <laughs> mm. Okay. But I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. I do think I'm interested to see what happens with the entire industry as more and more streaming options pop up because, you know, when it first started, when Netflix first started and all that stuff, you know, a lot of the networks are like, ah, eh, you know, whatever. And I guess once they realize how much money there is to make, they're starting to really think about the viability of, of, you know, having their own streaming services. So, you know, maybe we'll get to the point uh, where you can do what, what most people want to do, where it's like, I'm, I just want to pay for this channel, this channel, this channel. I don't care about all these other channels. And, you know, you just kind of a la carte your entire viewing experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just want to be able to watch everything I want to watch when I want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I understand <laughs> that. But I'm still not ready to give up my traditional cable. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm cable free. Yeah, I no, and I mean again, granted, I don't watch a whole. You know, I only watch certain channels, but. I am still, it's a convenience factor. I don't want to just pay for the apps for them. I like to be able to just turn on the TV and go to that channel. Or in the case of Xfinity, where they have all the, you know, a lot of the um, the older episodes on demand, it's just easier that way. I'm like, I don't need for my viewing experience to be complicated. Yeah. So. Well, I guess we should be wrapping up. I think so. It's um, 10 after 9. I've already missed 10 minutes of my love. It's hour. after 8. Well, nine, all right, 9 after 8. Okay. But the point so, is... Oh, so that's why you wanted to record early was because of Love Island? Well, plus I just sit around. I just wait. Oh, my gosh. It's like I'm sitting around waiting until 7.30. Let's go and do it at 7. Well, I saw... And even when you were like, let's do it at 7, I saw you logged in early, and I was like, you've got to that's be what, kidding me. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we could do it at 6.30. I have nothing to do, Latoya. I, once the once the Mormons leave, I have nothing. To do. <laughs> but don't you, you? You're a writer. Don't you have stuff to write? I'd already written today. So write some more. And yeah, but I, you know, I don't. You know, I've already written today. I've got my work count in. Oh my gosh. Okay. <coughs> That's insane. No, we. Well, I I will consider us moving up the time of the show, but um, certainly not like six o'clock or anything though. So. I, I'm still, I'm in a meeting at that point or we'll be finishing up a meeting and I need to be able to breathe afterwards. So I'm starting to have this issue now of all of having, you know, I guess having a life. So stuff is starting to get in the way of, you know, like my empty parts of my, my calendar. I don't like that. I don't like to be, I don't like to be, even though I'm very detail oriented and I like structure, I don't want for there to be a lot of structure around the better part of my day kind of thing so like so you're if I have like that, one or two things that are set in stone i'm cool but so, you, so you're saying that now that you see movies with gwen mm -hmm. and you have one phone call a week with me mm -hmm. at your social life is just like crashing down upon you well i mean i do talk to another college friend of mine <laughs> and you know Wait, that's are you saying you me. have like another podcast what you have another friend that you talk to but we don't do a podcast. I don't know what I'm going to call her. She needs a really cool name. Well, I, I just I didn't know about this college. Oh, thing. you're feeling jealous now. Is that it? Yeah, now I, yeah, I just don't know. I, you, you need to stop that. You need to, mm, no. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't see this coming. That's all. Fine then. But I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know that we had an open, I didn't know that we had an open podcast. <laughs> No, it's it's not like that. You mean so much to me. There's <laughs> All right, then. So we'll be back next week. And I, I guess we'll see if we somehow do the show earlier. As yeah. always, I'm if anyone... If, no, no. no. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I have to work during the regular work hours of the day. I can't help that you're on school time and get out earlier than... No. So if you, you know, reach out to us via email info at blinthestacks.com. We're also on social media, uh, Twitter and Facebook. So uh, 
you can reach out to us there. Barry, I would certainly encourage you to post stuff there. And, okay. huh? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, since you have no life and need something to do. That's true. I post on my Facebook a lot. Right. So now you can share the love and post on ours so okay. we can get more, more listeners. <laughs> well, you know, I've heard from people that they're listening, but I, I think it's weird. Nobody's like giving us any feedback. Yeah. I, I am curious about that as well. Like Gwen tells me, Oh yeah, I listened to the show. She's listened to all of them, you know, like this season. And, but she doesn't actually say anything outside yeah. of that. So it's like, do you think it's crap? Um, oh, well, she has commented about, yeah, the, the audio sucks kind of thing. Um, but well, it's funny because the, the one person I talked to about it said that, you know, it sounded so professional. It was like listening to an NPR podcast. Yeah, that person did not listen to the episode. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. I told you that then. reference to specific things we said. Yeah, but that, that person must not have listened to the entirety of the episode because there was a lot of sound issues. And because, you know, I, I'm the dork that listens back to this. Well, you and know, you need to, like, clean this stuff up. I ain't got time for that. Aren't you supposed to pay for somebody to do that? I mean, <laughs> well, we're still I mean, doing a mom and pop kind of setup, so this is... <laughs> I do very little editing, so... I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to complain about it... Still, I'm saying that that person did not listen to the whole episode. I think okay. they, were just, they were just perpetrating. They were just trying to be like, oh, yeah, Barry, I listened to you. Mm -mm. No, they didn't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. So until next time, this is Latoya. And this is Barry. Bye. Bye. Uh.